Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Voluntary 
trouble or inconvenience, there's progress. Or Brahma, we hear from Srimad Bhagavatam, creates the entire universe by the power of tapasya or austerity. He underwent great uh, trouble to uh, meditate and understand the source of his existence. And finally, the Lord revealed to him his own identity and revealed how to engineer, serve as engineer of the universe. Yajyadana tapa karma bhavanani manishina. One becomes purified by austerity. One becomes purified. Tapa literally means heat. You have, what is that? Um, what the, that process that you use for steel, they heat it up. There's a word for that. Tempered, thank you. I knew there was a T there. Tempered steel, so what is tempered steel? It's stronger. Why is it stronger? They, they heat it, especially. It's heated up and then by some process it's strengthened. So the human being also becomes uh, stronger, gets strength from austerity. If you want to accomplish something big, that Thomas Edison, to create the, discover the light bulb, he was staying up all night, uh, going through so much trouble, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. Finally he found something that worked and he became celebrated for his discovery of the light bulb. And as a reward, they named an electric company after him. The, otherwise, if he said uh, too much trouble, you know, there's a card game going on tonight, I think I'll just go to that and get the stupid light bulb. Then he never would have accomplished his, his goal. Athletes, they go through so much training and as a result they become capable. The soldiers undergo a lot of trouble in training so that when they're on the battlefield they have the necessary instinctive capabilities. So anything we want to do students, they have to do homework, they have to do studies, that means they forgo other things and they become capable. So, of course, austerity can be undertaken for various purposes. Hiranyakashipu is a sterling example of austerity. He stood for, I don't know how many years with the demigods standing on his toes with his hands in the air. Great austerity. So he became so powerful that fire was emanating from his head. And Brahma, his chief demigod, was obliged to do something. Yes, what do you want? Tell me what you want. So what he wanted, of course, was material power. And, uh, 
What he wanted was to become immortal by artificial means and terrorize the universe. So that kind of austerity, and similarly others, they undergo austerity for some political purpose. They fast, they undergo trouble to get some political objective. But achieving some temporary impermanent objective is not the recommended goal of austerity. That austerity will be finished. The austerity will go on, but then the result will be finished. You, you win a pennant, you win a, a political goal. You discover something. But then you have to change to the next body and what was the use of it. Hiranya Kashipu, for all of his austerity, was slain by Nishinadev. Even if we undergo severe austerity, it's all useless. The severe austerity is also condemned in the Bhagavad Gita. Shastra-viditam kauram tapyante yetapotana tambha hankara samyukta kamarada balandita karshayanta shivirastham hutadrama jaitasaha there are people who undergo severe austerity. You can see there's a festival, Typhusum festival, and people uh, put hooks in their bodies and draw heavy carts and put rods uh, through their tongues, and you know, it hurts. So many in austerity. But this kind of austerity is condemned in the Bhagavad Gita. Shastra Vihita. Why it's not recommended in Vedic literature? The austerity is not meant to be, well, I think I'll do this, I think I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do that. One is meant to perform the, go through the troubles recommended in the, by the Vedic sages. That austerity. Otherwise, the Shastra Vita to undergo some horrible austerities. People do these things out of false pride and false ego. Kamarada Balandita, impelled by desire. Karshiyanta Shadira, some they torture their bodies. Uh, they're fools. Less intelligent. They even torture me within the body. How is that possible? What does it mean that they torture me? Now Krishna is in the heart. He feels sorry. This poor dog is, is, is torturing himself for nothing. So just like a, a mother or father, if you see your, your child torturing your himself, you know, you'll think, what is the poor kid doing? He's suffering. So even Krishna is not pleased, he feels sorry that this poor fool is torturing himself. Tanvidyasra Mishra. These are 
demonic activities. But still Krishna says, austerity is good. Pavanami Vaishnav, it's purifying even for the great souls. So austerity should be like all activities, charity, sacrifice, austerity. Krishna says it should never be given up, it should be done. But that should be done for Krishna. What is that? Krishna says, whatever austerity you perform, do that for me. That means, for the sake of Krishna consciousness. Lord Vishabdev told his sons, my dear boys, don't live like dogs and hogs, simply uh, acting to please your senses. And the dog also eats whatever it wants. The hog also eats whatever it wants. They also have sex as they like and sleep as much as they want. But the human life is not meant for eating, sleeping, sex, and fighting. This human life is meant for undergoing austerity for the achieving transcendence, for becoming pure. To purify our consciousness. So that one can achieve spiritual happiness. Not the happiness that comes from the touch of the senses with some desire and object. Kei samsparsha bhoga The That kind of happiness is actually a source of distress. It starts out as seeming wonderful, and at the end it ends up miserable. So many things we do for happiness, and they become a source of misery. To bring on someone, they put something on their credit card, and they get the happiness of getting whatever it was they paid for, and the distress of what 38, 45 percent interest. What does it do to pay? And they have to pay for it, and work like anything to pay for what they've what they don't need. For the unnecessary necessities that I think will make me happy, I'm working at something. And even if I say, uh, no, these things are making me happy, I got a nice car, I have a nice this, I have a nice that, these things bring me happiness, I have membership in this, I have unlimited downloads of that. Krishna says that kind of happiness has a beginning and it has an end. And therefore, no intelligent person takes pleasure in that kind of happiness. Bhuta. Bhuta means an intelligent person. That's not where he goes for happiness. Something that has a start and an end. 
Namante Yogino Nate, Anante Satyananda. The intelligent people are looking for happiness by serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's called Bhakti. So, Yaktabhasyasi Kaunteya Tatkuru Sharmanantana. Austerity should be performed for this satisfaction of Krishna. Not forgetting some temporary thing. And that austerity also should be performed according to Shastra, the connection of Vedic knowledge. The yes, then Brahma Then the result will be that one will get unlimited happiness. Ananta. Ananta means endless. Endless happiness. By transcendental austerity. So, in our Krishna consciousness movement, previously austerity, the sages used to do severe austerity. They would go to the forest, they would live on roots and berries, they would dress in tree bark, they would just lie on the ground. Uh, they would undergo severe tapasya. Now that's no longer possible. But, uh, so our present austerity is very easy. We Except some austerity, inconvenience. What is that? Uh, no intoxicants. Everyone likes to have a beer, have a coffee, have a cup of tea, have a Red Bull, have a this, have a that. So, all right, you undergo some voluntary restraint. No intoxicants. And actually, you'll be more happy. And it's not very hard. Uh, no intoxicants, um, no gambling, no Atlantic City, no Trump Casino, that. Also, it's maybe some inconvenience, but you keep your money in your pocket. The house always wins. So why do you want to give them your money? What are they giving you back? Just the thrill of risking your money. What's the point? It's for fools. No gambling. Uh, no uh, meat eating. No meat, no fish, no eggs. We'd be maybe inclined to eat these things, but if we accept some austerity that I've taken up this path of Krishna consciousness, so no gambling, no meat eating, no illicit sex, that's the fourth We don't say no sex, no religious sex, not unrestrained cat and dog business. Well, that's an austerity in this age. Previous ages, that was just normal life. Now it's an austerity. Mm -hmm. well, these austerities are not very terrible. Not like standing on our toes for a hundred years. But these things will purify our existence. It's not to date And on the positive side, to undergo some trouble by chanting 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Initiated devotees agreed to chant 16 rounds, those who are not initiated can chant one round, two rounds, ten rounds. At some sacrifice, you could be doing something else. But that austerity also becomes very pleasing. After a while, the first is, well, all right, I agreed to do this. But after a while, this is nice. Chanting Hare Krishna, following four regular principles. Um, not too much more. A little fasting now and then, half a day, a day at the most. Not a week, not a month. That's also purifying. But the purpose is not just to undergo trouble, not just, but to um, increase our Krishna consciousness. If I'm trying for extra strength, it's not just for some material useless objective that will be finished by the influence of pride. But it's for reviving my eternal pure consciousness, Krishna consciousness, that's bhakti. Bhakti yoga. It's not cheap. There are gurus, they tell their disciples, no, you do whatever you like. No restrictions. You just chant this mantra, or you do this ritual, or you pay the subscription, or whatever it is that they're asked to do. But they don't have to follow these, such, these unnecessary restrictions, because then the customers will go away. <laughs> so we keep things cheap, no rules, and then uh, it's cheating business only. No rules and no results. Only I feel happy, yes, I'm a member of, yes, I'm practicing, yes, I'm a yogi, yes, I'm spiritual. But they're not following the Vedic direction and they don't get anything of true substance. So Srila Prabhupada was never interested in getting cheap disciples by a cheap process. These are the restrictions. And if one agrees to follow these, principles, one will make quick advancement. Um, one will make quick advancement. Um, quick or slow, one will make advancement, but quick it will, I mean, one will find a good thing, yes, I'm making progress. So these are some, some thoughts. Let's see where we are in time. We're good we, have time for we have time for questions. I have the first one. You have the first one. Oh, wait, no, Bhakti Vinod Prabhu. Bhakti Vinod Prabhu. Yes, you mentioned that we can also fast here, half day, fast on or for full day, just like our normal Janmashtami process. Everybody uh, wants to participate in Janmashtami, and, and the direction is yes, you fast until the end of the day, or midnight. That's when Krishna was born. Uh, similarly, we know that, uh, for example, service to Krishna in Vrindavan gives results that are a thousand times more potent than service anywhere else. That's also good. I was wondering if you could say something about maybe the Ekadasi uh, Vrata, because that's also a day that you can make 
rapid advancement by that particular auxiliary. Yeah, courtesy means uh, so the eleventh day of the full moon, the eleventh day of the after the new moon. So twice a month. Uh, these days, these are days for spiritual progress by accepting some extra vow. So Srila uh, Prabhupada made it quite simple for us actually. He said that on Akadashi we should avoid grains and beans. Is it very difficult? Can we go for a day without grains? A day without beans? It's not very hard. But because I agreed to undergo some inconvenience, I'm used to eating you know, my uh, dosha or my rice chapatis. So then, if I can't do that for one day, then it's a little inconvenient. But the real purpose is to remember Krishna. Just the fast is useless. Not exactly useless, but almost useless. It misses the point. It's not just to fast. Yes, I fasted for a day. I didn't drink a drop of water. No, I, but did you think of Krishna? No, but I didn't drink a drop of water. <laughs> Better that you, you, you drank three liters of lemonade and <laughs> the real purpose is actually the uh, to remember Krishna. That's the point. That's the whole point of the Kadashi. If we don't remember Krishna, then Shramayadhi came on. It's a waste, pretty much wasted effort. It's an opportunity that these are two days. Well, let me make an extra effort. You know, if I say every day, then every day is every day. It's the same. But if you have two days, all right, this day is going to be an extra push, this day is going to be an extra push. So on those days we can chant more, we can read more, we can do uh, something by which we remember Krishna more. Uh, that's the real purpose. And if we simplify our eating, you can also just give up eating that day, that's all right. Uh, no eating. But the purpose is not just to, to starve. The purpose is, well, since I'm not eating, I have extra time. Uh, I have actually extra energy. If, if you fast for half a day, a day, you, you get like an extra, you know, you're burning up fat. And uh, none of us have any fat, but... Uh, <laughs> you think for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but we get a little extra energy. So we invest that. In, in chanting, hearing, and we get like an, a boost in Krishna consciousness. That's the purpose. Yes. Mars, you quoted the Adi Antalita Kantaya, not Keshi Ramate Material pleasures have a beginning and an end. But, you know, we, did, we had a kirtan a half hour, you know, a while ago, and it had a beginning and an end, and we're enlightened by this class that it will end at some point. That's enlightening, it'll end, right? No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. But, uh, but it seems that spiritual activities also have a beginning and an end. No. We'll go on, thank you. Sorry, I'm waiting to hear that. <laughs> go ahead. The, 
you joined so many years ago, you were chanting Hare Krishna, still you're chanting Hare Krishna. And you'll, till, till the last day, you'll go on chanting Hare Krishna. Then you'll come back in the next life, either in the spiritual world or someplace in a better destination in this world, and you'll chant Hare Krishna. So where's the end? It goes on. Materially, you built a, built up a business, you, you earned your, your doctorate, you did it. It all comes to an end. Your next life, your, your fortune is, is not yours. Your American or Indian nationality is gone. Your doctorate is uh, a piece of paper in someone else's hands. It's meaningless. If, if I take birth as a dog, if I birth, take birth as a human being, if I take birth as a tree, I don't come with all my, you know, my uh, Netflix subscription and my, my education and my, my good looks and all that. I just come with my karma. So, but Hare Krishna, Svapamakya says, what, what's that Pratyabhaya Madhidhyate? Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, it's never lost. If you've made 20% progress, you start in the next life, 20%. You made 80%, you start from 80%. But materially, where, wherever you left off, it's gone. You don't come back, well, you used to be the CEO of, of uh, Raytheon, and so now you come back as a vice president. No. <laughs> You're keeping the seat warm for you until you grow up. No. <laughs> so these are eternal activities. Other questions? Uh, yes. Thank you for a nice class. Uh, talking about the austerity. Uh, when we, we do Parikrama around Govardhan, mm. we see a lot of people doing that work and moving around. Mm. Is that... That's austerity, yes. But uh, is that kind of austerity required to purify your existence? Something. It's good. For, it's good. It does work for, for means that people fall flat on the ground, they lay flat on the ground. That's called dandavat, like a stick, they're lying on the ground. Then from the place where their head or their hands are, they again, and in this way they circumambulate, they make a circle around the whole hill of Govardhan. And we see that they're, although it's great, it's, that's not easy. It's a big hill and that's not easy. Uh, but they take that trouble and they're very happy to do it. And especially later they feel, yes, I did. You know, at the, at the moment when you're undergoing austerity, this is really tough. Then you get the result and you feel, yes, that was so wonderful. We had such a, a, a great time doing this. We got some mercy, we got some realization. So this is a very authorized process that Goswami is also used to circumambulate. So these things are approved. It's not that one must, but if one wishes to do that, then very, very purified. And the local people do that. And even people from elsewhere, they come and they circumambulate over there. But the purpose is to think of Krishna. How Krishna is present in the form of Govardhan Hill, what, what Vila's pastimes he performs in Govardhan Hill.
That's the purpose. Otherwise, one may undergo the austerity, but without that purpose of Krishna consciousness, then it becomes just a materially motivated activity. And one doesn't get the same benefit. One is thinking, yes, I'll do this. And after circumambulating Govardhan Hill five times, definitely I'll beat my opponent in the election. <laughs> you know, it's a waste of good practice. Yes, Austin? Uh, what if your opponent in the next election uh, wouldn't it be nice if he did waste his time circumambulating unnecessarily? I don't think I'd follow my opponent for the election yes. waste his time. You mean instead of campaigning, he circumambulates waste covered on him? Yeah, you need to raise money, you have to campaign. Yeah, it's actually better. Let the, it's better for my opponent. It's not better for me. I wasted my time raising money, pursuing the election. And he circumambulated Govardhan Hill, forgot all about politics, and went back to Godhead. So, no one needs anything. No, we don't need anything. We could just be. The Goswamis didn't need anything. They were that the Goswami also says that what do you need? Oh, you need just a nice bed with pillows and linen and all of that. You, you just interrupted me, didn't you? Hang on. I'll see. We think that we need these things, a nice pillow, nice bed. Sukadev Goswami says, there's grounds to lie on and you have your arms for a pillow. What do you need the pillow and the linen for? Nature is providing the necessities. We create artificial necessities, and we think, yes, I, without these things, I couldn't live. But actually, we don't need very much. A little food, a place to live, hmm, cloth to wear, and how much more do I need? So actually, we burden ourselves with an artificially heavy way of life to gain so many things that I don't need. And then uh, I'm suffering. So the Vedic culture is how to make, make do with less. Uh, what is that? What is austerity of the mind? In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says there's austerity of the body, there's austerity of speech, austerity of the mind. What is austerity of the mind? It starts with uh, Atma Prasad. What's Atma Prasad? To be satisfied with what I have. We see, like for example, there are children, you, in, in a village in India, you'll see a child, he's got a stick, on the end of the stick is a little nail, and he's got like a little wheel, and he's pushing the wheel down the, down the road with his stick, and he's happy. But that's not good enough for my child, he has to have the latest Xbox, the latest uh, whatever the other one, their competitor is. And then after three weeks he's old and it's old and he, he you know, needs, I don't have this, I don't have that. Therefore the children were not in Vedic culture, they were not 
indulged like that. Brahmachari Gurukule, Vasantanta Gurudita. They were sent to the place of the Guru to learn how to live simply and advance in Krishna consciousness. Because no amount of material things will satisfy my mind. There was this, I saw a poster in Bombay. Uh, what was it? Um, now that you've made your first core, what will you do? <laughs> and the answer was, start working on the second one. <laughs> Never satisfied. What is that? Uh, we're not satisfied by any amount of uh, money, by any amount of sex, by any amount of this. I mean, we want more, we want more, we want different. I only have my wife, but what about that girl? Look at her. In mind, just imagine. What will he get? Same business. So this uh, Atma Prasad means whatever Krishna sent me, enough, all right. And let me focus on the real business of life, becoming Krishna. That means live simply and be satisfied. Krishna made me a rich man, all right, I'll use my wealth for Krishna. Krishna made me a poor man, all right, I don't have such a burden. Is that all right? No, he's, he's not old enough for Jose. Jose, what more did you... I, uh, can you give him a microphone? He's, I can't hear what he's saying. Well, so what I'm saying is I think uh, sometimes austerity is politically weaponized in our institution. We give people standards that they can't meet so that they fail. And we know that they will, so that we can make some exploitive uh, engagement. Really? We give people austerities that they can't follow so that they'll fail and we can exploit them. Well, I don't know the, you know, who, what mean people you're running into, but uh, first of all, the austerities we give people are not, you know, we're not asking them to, you know, lift boulders or to stand with their on their toes for hours. Uh, to you know, boot camp is like, uh, all right, there's nothing compared to boot camp. <laughs> you know, we say no gambling, no intoxicants, no meat eating, no this is sex. That's not very austere. What's what? Your seniors are doing those things. If your seniors are doing those things, that's their misfortune. But their misfortune isn't my misfortune. Their, their misfortune is not my misfortune. Seniors or whoever, you know, they're doing it. But if I, you know, if I follow these principles, and I can't, you know what, they set me up for something I can't do. If you can't do it, then uh, do what you can, and then practice from home. And no one will exploit you. You know, our institution is not sending out uh, police from, from Potomac to control you at home and make you fail and then make you suffer. 
whatever you want to take up, do it, and it's your game. And if you want to join the institution and follow the basic rules, no gambling, no, no meeting, no illicit sex, no intoxicants, then live in the, in the ashram, following these principles. Are there any other questions? Any other questions? Okay. Sorry, um, this is sorry, this is all practical. But if the, you know how we're supposed to have a guru and then we serve the guru? Yes. If the guru of the, of, we're supposed to serve the guru. If the guru of the guru of the guru is still alive, should we serve all those gurus? Even if he's not alive, we serve all those gurus. <laughs> the, Serving a guru doesn't mean serving an isolated person. It means serving the whole chain. So my guru is not accepting service. Oh yes, I have a nice disciple. She's giving me this, she's giving me that, I can enjoy. He's using it for the satisfaction of his guru. Passing it on, passing it on, passing it on. So the, so you can serve everyone by serving your guru. If his guru is also present, you can serve four gurus. Uh, three generations are somehow there. Is that all right? Okay. We have room for time for one more question. Oh yes, okay. So my question is about austerity. Mm. So, as you were saying, that the Kajashi is also a charity. Which one? The Kajashi, taking a fast on Kajashi is also a charity. So, the kids, uh, sometimes they say that, oh, it's a Kajashi, I don't like it, because I have to eat certain food that I don't want. Is it still okay to... to yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, I'll tell you what Srila Prabhupada, how Srila Prabhupada got us hooked on austerity. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically Akadashi. When I joined in 1968, we always looked forward to Akadashi mm -hmm. because on Akadashi we would have, right, Prabhupada, and Akadashi peace. Mm -hmm. uh, we would have no grains, we would have no beans, but we would have everything else. <laughs> Garanga potatoes for your, you know, there's so many things that you can make without grains and beans that no one would would even notice, practically speaking. Or if they notice, then there's, there's so much that they miss. And so we would look forward to the Ekadashi. There'd be so many different items. So on the Ekadashi, for the children especially, it can be something to look forward to. That we'll have this and this and your favorite this and this and that. Not very difficult. And then, and if they complain, well, tough beans. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yes, I still see that my elder one, he wants to keep a garden sheet because he knows that a garden sheet is very important for us. He wants oh. to keep it, but at the same time, he gives me hard time because he won't accept anything that I make or he just like take a boiled potato or something. So I was thinking that 
is it, am I doing right to make him keep fast, uh, you know, fasting on that day or should I give him grain on that day? Because I don't want to leave a bad impression in his mind, oh, Ikadishi, I have to, you know, restrict myself. I don't know. Well, this is a child-rearing question. It's not my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> We buy extra you know, marshmallows on that day. Marshmallows? Yeah. Yeah. There's, that, that was basically my, my suggestion, you know, that you have so many nice things that he would say, oh, where's the uh, chapatis or the dosa or whatever it is. Do you think they even if, even the dosa, South Indians, you know, you can't live without dosa. There's a, a grain called teff which is the national grain of Ethiopia. And there's a preparation they make, it's the national food practical injera. What's injera? Basically it's dosa. <laughs> they make it the same way. But what is teff? It's actually a grass. Hmm. It's not a grain. But you wouldn't know it. So you can go to your local health food store and buy this exotic grain called teff, which is also a superfood and very, you can be very trendy. You can tell your boy he's being very trendy now. <laughs> Quinoa, teff, you know, so many different things. Uh, you make so many, we, you know, we have, so we can make a whole cookbook. In fact, we have, we have the Kadashi cookbooks, big Kadashi cookbooks, because you can make some, and we can make bigger, you know, uh, library of Kadashi cookbooks, because there's so many things you can make. So I, I don't think that it's very difficult. And if it's, uh, yeah. We're not going to follow the rules. We're going to go a little later. We have one more question here. Okay. Yeah. Hi, um, oh, excuse me. And if, and if still he's complaining, send him to the group cool where they won't even listen and won't even care that he's complaining. Hi, <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that um, writing early in the morning is considered austerity for us. Mm. In those situations, what should uh, my motivation be? Or Simple thing is regulation. Bhagavad Gita, Yukta, Haraviharascha, Yukta, Cheshtascha, Yukta, Sapnabhavodhashya, regulated. If you know you try to do something extra uh, dramatic, then it may be difficult. But when you have a daily routine, this is what I, I do, it becomes second nature. My grandfather was not a Krishna Bhakta, he was an ordinary, you know. Gentleman who emigrated from Hungary. Uh, but he used to get up early in the morning every day and do whatever he was doing. I, I never found out because it was too early for me. But, <laughs> but he used to get up early. And, uh, so when, once you're accustomed, it becomes second nature. Yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for the floor. Uh, I have a question that uh, I ask a few times, but somehow I'm not satisfied with an answer. Okay. So, it's from Chaitanya Chaitanya Maritana, about Bhakti Vatavish, mm -hmm. and then there is like leaves that grow together, and they look like Bhakti Vatavish. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So one part is that I can't understand is uh, it says that as soon as you see this, Creepers running up, 
you should cut it down immediately. Mm. So what does it exactly mean? Is it attitude towards? That's gardening 101. That when you plant your crops or your you know, your vegetables, your, your flowers, along with what you plant, some weeds will grow, especially if you water it nicely and everything, then the weeds start growing. And you have to be expert to say, wait a second, that's not a rose bush, that's a weed. And what do you do? You, you pull them up. You either cut them down, or better yet, you pull them up from the roots. That's gardening. You can't just plant seeds and get nice plants. The, the weeds take advantage, and you have to get rid of them. So the same thing happens in devotional service. You're chanting Hare Krishna, you're making progress in spiritual life, but alongside of that, you're thinking, wow, I'm really making progress. You know, this guy over here, he's in the slow lane, I'm in the fast lane. You know, and, and you know, when I play the rhythm roll, the girls look at me, they don't look at him. <laughs> you know, so these unwanted things also grow. Um, pride, uh, anger, uh, illusion, so on. So one has to cut them down. Cut them down means I have to become expert to identify this is a weed. The spiritual masters, senior devotees, may point out that you know, that's a weed. That's not Krishna conscious. So then you have to cut. So what exactly mm -hmm. means to cut? Cut means to negative to ourselves or preach to ourselves. First of all, if it's, if it's like a habit, you stop it. If it's a mental habit, you stop it. Sometimes just shining light on it, you know, like, um, that's enough. Like, wow, I thought that was Krishna consciousness. Now I see that was a weed. So then, that's, that can be enough. Basically saying no. There's, you know, when, what, what do you do when you, when you see this is the, the flower, this is the rose bush, then you give it all attention, care, nourishment. When you see that it's a weed, you, you, you cut it or you, 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 you do something to get rid of it, whatever it takes. You know, sometimes you, you know, yeah, different ways that they get rid of weeds. So you want to get rid of those weeds um, by chanting and by avoiding their offenses. You want to avoid them. There's unwanted habits, you want to avoid them. There's unwanted mentalities, you want to avoid them. So positive and negative. It's like the, 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 the medical treatment. Eat this and don't eat that. So this will give you strength and this will make things worse. So avoid this, but eat plenty of this. Okay, so we want to thank His Holiness, Sir Vishwan Maharaj. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.